1: When you have places to go, people to see, and things to do, the last thing you should have to worry about is if your ride can get you there. On time, safely, and most of all, in style. The all-new 2022 Hyundai Tucson plug-in hybrid EV checks all the above and more. From its more than 400-mile range on a full charge, to its head-turning design, to having America's best warranty. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more. After all, it's your journey, and it's worth noticing. Call 1-888-979-2717 for offer terms and details.
2: Episode 201 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show, and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the, I love, Jackson State University. And I'm joined by Mike B. What up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Corey?
0: What's going on, Tiger fans?
2: And of course, Ken Clark. What do you do, Ken?
1: What's up, Corey? What's up, Mike B? What's going on, Tiger Nation?
2: Fellas, hey, we got out of there with the win, man. We got out of it, a with the W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. They gave us their best shot, though. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is one of
0: those situations where you just got to say a win is a win. Yes, you know? sir. They
1: yeah. gave us
2: everything they got, man.
1: I mean, they, they, that team fought hard, man. But, boy, it felt good to come out of there with a win.
2: That's all that matters at the end of the day, but y'all are right, man. They they fought hard. We got to give it up to Valley. Let's just start there. We'll get to Jackson State, what we like, what we didn't like, but let's just give it up, man. You know, they played us tough. As always, I say, aside from this past spring game, they usually play us pretty close, uh, regardless of the record, regardless of the, you know, wins and losses. And we had Lee Hall on the show from Valley who calls their games, and Mm -hmm. he said that this is a game that they circle on their calendar. So this is a Super Bowl for them. So a team that's out of contention, this is the one that they wanted. So, Mike B., I know you kind of t- touched on this. Of course, we know that they get up, all, all schools get up for Jackson State. That's just who we are. We accept that, but especially Valley. Now, when you look at our team, especially with this influx of new players from uh, with the Coach Prime, with Coach Prime taking over and bringing in all these, a lot of new kids who aren't familiar with the, our swack, aren't really familiar with the landscape and, and our history and what we consider rivals and what teams consider us rivals. Consider that Valley gets up for us. You think this team possibly overlooked Valley and just kind of, you know, looking at the record? Yeah. I, I mentioned on a previous podcast how,
0: with our team, with a lot of new guys coming in, they don't realize, you know, how big of a game this is for, uh, for Valley. They don't, they probably didn't realize how much of a line is then they're walking into uh, the game in the spring, probably kind of, you know, um, kind of, you know, veiled a little bit of uh, what this rivalry is to Valley. And, and, and to us to a degree you know it, it's a game that uh we have everything to lose and they kind of have everything to gain and um, i think a lot of the players probably didn't recognize that uh going into the week and, and with this week of practice but beyond that great job by uh by coach dancy uh, he, he did a really good job of getting those guys ready to play and they came out there and they um and they they, they took us to the wire man they did a really good job
1: mm-hmm. oh some good points um i got a few points to, to add to Mike, number one, Valley has two players on their roster right now that played with Jackson State in the spring, and that's Jalen Jones and um, Markel Gladney right. at the cornerback at the, at the, uh, position.
2: And that's the so, offensive lineman, Jalen Jones, just to clarify. Offensive lineman, Jalen Jones, good, good, good call out, Corey. Uh,
1: number two, you got Vincent Dancy, who, you know, he's a he's a JSU Tiger. That team takes on the personality of their coach. This was a tough, tough, a hard-nosed player. Um, but the biggest thing was not only did we beat them 43-0 oh, or 42-43-0 uh, at the vet in the spring, but if you recall, last time we played Valley in Itabina, we actually was losing that game. And we yeah, actually
0: –
1: we pulled that game out towards the end. so from what I took away from it, to Mike B's point, what you just mentioned, Corey, is a great point. We got a lot of guys on the team that maybe don't really understand just how hard this game is to win. But when you go back and really look at it, um, this team had everything to gain, game and we had everything to lose. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like what you saw. Um, no excuses. Valley played tough. Valley played hard. In the end, we out-talented them and we came, came away with the win.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, they consider us a, not only a rival, but they consider us their biggest rival. And we don't look at them that way. And Coach Dancy, when he got the job, he talked about that. He said in order for it to – become, it's not a rival in order – and he's someone who, you know, played for Jack State, so he kind of understands how we traditionally have looked at that team or that, that program. So he said until they start winning, it's not a rivalry. But, you know, that for them, again, that's their Super Bowl. But definitely, you know, like I said, shout out to the Valley. They they played hard. That's, that's going to be a team to be reckoned with going forward. They've been in every game. You look at going down up to the wire with FAMU uh, yep. within two touchdowns of, you know, Alcorn and Southern, and, you know, they beat Bethune. They won- went out of conference one won at NC Central. So, you know, that's a team that's going to be uh, – a team to be, like I said, to be reckoned with. And Coach Dancy has been able to get some players in there. That's one thing that has always been a challenge to get players into Valley. But he's, right. uh, he's getting some high school kids, and he's getting some transfers, which has been huge for him. Mm.
0: Right, yeah, he's getting an influx of guys. And what he was saying, he, he's getting guys who – want to be at Mississippi Valley State, guys who uh, understand the, the geography of the school, where it is, where it's located, um, understand that, hey, we might not have all the resources, but uh, you can come in and play for us and uh, and, and we'll, you know, do the best to, to meet you where you are. So he's getting a lot of guys who are not looking at Valley as just uh, a place where they ended up. Those are guys that want to be there. Want to be there. They're, they're going to, you know, guys like that, they'll run right through a wall for you.
2: Mm-hmm. No doubt.
0: No Even doubt. in the in the
1: in the in the preview show, one point uh, Lee Hall mentioned was that not only did he is he getting them there, but he actually got them to want to stay, mm. and that was big because if you go back to Swag Media Day when you had his two best defenders that was there with him. They both had opportunities to go to other places, but because of the relationship that they had with Coach Vince Dancy, they stayed. And those two guys, number six and number ninety-two, are some of the best defenders on the team, and that that just speaks to what he's been able to do down there. Great lack of resources. So kudos mm-hmm. to him, and, and uh, that team is is definitely on the on the ups on the uptick.
2: Yeah, and there was a few times where I, I thought we would go ahead and pull away. I was never really worried, to be honest. I, I figured we'd win this game, but I, I thought it would be. I didn't think it would be as close as it was. I thought we would pull away, but if you look at the stats, the the stats are kind of indicative of how the game went and the the final score. Total yards we had two eighty seven. Valley had two forty seven. Passing yards we had two hundred fifty yards. They passed for 125 yards, but the thing that stands out, the rushing yards. We only ran for 30 yards, 30 yards total on 23 attempts, and we'll get to that. We'll we'll come back to that. I just want to compare the stats right now. They ran for over 100 yards on us, 122 yards. First downs, we had 12. Valley had 18. (laughs) They had more first downs than us. We were only 5 out of 13 on third down. Uh, We held them to 3 for 14 on third down. And time of possession, we only had the ball for 24 minutes and five seconds. They had the ball for 35 minutes and 55 seconds. So, I mean, just e- even if you look at the stats, you could tell that Valley was in this game.
1: That that um The stat that jumped out to me more than anything was time of possession. I thought they had a phenomenal game plan to take the air out of the ball. The best way to stop QB1, you know, Shador, is to take the, keep him on the sideline. And I thought they did a really good job of doing that. They grinded out a lot of drives with Caleb Johnson, their running back, which I think is – one of the best running backs in the SWAC. I mean, he runs hard, and watching that game, them guys didn't want to go down, you know. Mm. Uh, I, I I hope number 22 is okay. I know he was carried off the field, but he ran hard long before that injury. Uh, so 22 and 3 were were, were definitely doing their thing.
2: And I know, of course, you know, we talked about the time possession. I know that they had the ball a lot longer than us. Part of that was that because they were able to extend drives because of us. Not mm-hmm. to take anything away from them, but we had eight penalties for 40 yards, with, which doesn't jump out or, or stand out. But a lot of those penalties were at such inopportune times. It extended drives for them, right. and they were able to capitalize. So kudos to them for capitalizing, but we need to clean that up.
1: I mean, Coach Prime has – I mean, his saying is smart, tough, fast, and disciplined. And I think everyone on, that, on, on the Jackson State team, coaches and all, would say that they haven't been playing very smart or disciplined. Over the past few weeks, I mean, we've probably we're the most penalized team in the SWAC right now, and that's uh, even though we're we're leading. We, I would say we're the number one team, but we also that that right there got to be reconciled. I mean, we have to get uh, together as a team and just get more locked in and get more disciplined because, like you said, Corey, them penalties were backbreakers. There was a lot of penalties that were just they were just drive drive extenders, which was you know demoralizing at times, which led to the momentum. Valley in most of those cases where it led to more points, whether it be special team or whether they would score. So uh, we got to get that cleaned up. We got to get it cleaned up right away with these last three games.
2: And Ken, you were talking about those four principles that Coach Prime preaches, smart, fast, tough, and disciplined. It's funny because right after the game, that's exactly what Coach Flea was stressing. And he was talking about which ones we checked off the list in this game versus Valley. It'll
3: be smart, fast, tough, Uh disciplined. We weren't smart today show some toughness as far as on defense didn't play very fast all the way through all three phases so there's a lot of things we, we like checking off for boxes. box we might have checked one box when it comes to our core values so we got to make sure we go look at the film and see where areas we got to get fixed one thing about coach prime you know we we we, we thrive on being situational masters and uh, we work on these things in practice you uh, know and we just didn't you know fulfill those obligations today and we got to get better if you want to be a championship team this part of the year, you got to play better. But hats off to Coach Dancy and staff and the Delta Devils. They they played an outstanding game. It was tough. They ran the ball effectively. They stopped the run on defense. They made a great game out of it. And uh, we got to go back and get better than our next week of And We got to get back to see what, 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 what we're missing. You know, we got to get some toughness up front. You know, we kind of found that toughness. Uh, Alabama A&M, Alabama State, as far as the run game. And it, it opened everything up as far as the master game. You know, we, still, we put up points. And so when you ever run a football run, you know, you got to uh, stand and talk. Uh, Opportunity for us to win a ball game. So we got to go back and find out what we're doing. We got to find the right mix up front as far as being able to run a football. Uh, we got to get grown, be able to see the game in, in situations, make things happen as far as third down situations. I think some areas, you know, he has to improve. Uh, and, and defensively, I mean, we're solid. Good thing we're playing out on defense. But we still want to get better as far as run game. Today, I think we could have done better just to run. I think they showed a little bit, a little bit more toughness as, as far as running the football. As far as we found a way, you know. The win is a win. We'll take you know, it. It kills all, but you know you
0: want to win, pretty. But you want to see yourself, and the team, in a situation where we get going into a dogfight, pull things out. Coach Lee is absolutely right. When it comes to those four pillars, we have to be sound in all four of those: smart and disciplined. We, we just have to get better at that. We can't keep giving these teams freebies. We're giving them freebie points right now. We just can't let that happen. Mm-hmm.
2: And right. when we talk about the coaching staff, when we talk about Flea being the interim, stepping in for Coach Prime. How much are we missing Coach Prime right now? I mean, is that playing a factor? Was right. this going to happen regardless, just just given the circumstances? or is, I mean, we know we miss our coach, but, but how much is that making a yeah. difference right now?
1: I, I'll say this. I actually talked to Zoe, you know, at halftime for this game. And... Corey, you said something earlier. You were saying you weren't really worried, but we didn't think the game would be this close. I factored in a couple of things. I never thought this game was going to be a blowout because for some strange reason, us going to the Deltas is just not always a good thing for us. We we always seem to just, I don't know, I don't know, but but to the point, this is the second week in a row because, you know, Coach Flea is always talking about, you know, create your own juice. That The team came out flat, and I feel like it's very difficult when Coach Prime is the primary face that's brought all these players in. And even though Coach Flea and the staff are doing, a, I think, doing a phenomenal job of filling in, it's still Coach Prime, though, man. You know what I mean? And I was thinking to myself, man, Coach Prime got to be – he got to be yeah. losing his mind watching man, this game right now. I can only imagine. Oh, my God, I can only man. I just, just knowing him, man. And I just felt like when, when, when Coach Prime is there, you know, I, I hate to say this, I just feel like – there's another level that these players go to out of respect for him, and when you don't have your your leader there, when you don't have that voice there, I feel like we saw some players kind of take some plays off. The body language just wasn't—it just didn't click to me, and that's what I, I felt that was attributed to Coach Prime not being there for a second week.
0: Uh, I absolutely agree with that. When you look around the landscape of football now, uh, any any level, of college. Uh, NFL, you see teams that have to play games without their head coach, you know, due to cover protocols and so forth. And you see mm-hmm. those teams come out flat. And I think for Jackson State, you can multiply that times three because of who our coach is, the, you know, his personality, his aura. And we need all that on the sideline. And I can see it today. You can tell that our team needed that energy that that, that Coach Prime possesses. And uh, we didn't have that today. And luckily, we were able to, to dig deep down and find it. And I think that's just that that comes from him being you know, bearing spirit, but we definitely his physical presence on the sideline.
1: Man, I, not to not to carry this on, but if we were being honest, it feels different for us, this coach Prime made them. So I'm just saying I'm just we just we're fans and alums and it's like it just feels like something missing. Like it's like Kool-Aid with with, with, with not enough sugar. It just feels mm-hmm. like something is missing. We're not getting those videos. Man, Coach Prime, if you're listening, man, we're we praying for you. We we hope that you, you're healing up and we can't wait for you to get back, man.
2: Well Absolutely. Said, well said. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Boy, I mean, he's a person who just commands the room and no matter what industry it is, no matter what room it is. So when right. he's yeah. not on the sidelines for a Jackson State football game, <laughs> he's going to be noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's <laughs> inevitable. I mean, any room that he's in, if, any room that he's expected to be in and he's been in consistently, if, if he doesn't show up to that room, that's a huge void. So kudos to the guys for, for still being able to get it done with, without his presence being there. So, like I said, we, we got out of there with the win, and it resets uh, on Monday <laughs> for the new week. So. <laughs> right. right. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. So let's talk about this defense, fellas. They they held it down for us. They held it down. The offense, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of hit or miss, especially in the running game. We talked about it. Uh, but with the defense, you, you know what you're going to get. You know, at times it's been, but don't break. Valley was able to move the ball a little bit, but – Let's talk about the secondary first and foremost. And Zoe called it. He called it because we had, yeah, he said once you he believed that once we got an interception, it would just start rolling in. And it's like we didn't have interceptions for the first four or five games. And now we're making up for all those games because we came (laughs) away with four interceptions in one, one game. Shout out to Randall Haney getting it done. Our young with a pick. Now it's Gaddy getting in on the action. And uh, yeah. C.J. Holmes, we, we he's always good for several picks a season. So C.J. Right. Holmes getting in on the pick, and then Al Young, of course, with the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, four interceptions, six sacks, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, a defensive touchdown rather.
2: Uh, you can't ask much more Mike. For your Mike, defense. Mike, and also we had a safety that we didn't get two points for, but carry on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure
0: that out. Um, was it four referees,
1: man? Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I would just say, you know, that's that's just what, what goes on when you play in the Delta. That
2: they, kind of you know, phantom <laughs> stuff there.
0: Does uh, that go on but, when
2: you play in the Delta or is that what goes on when you play in the swag? But carry on. <laughs> carry on. You, you were saying exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alabama, yeah, that doesn't matter,
0: yeah. Um, either way, <laughs> but uh yeah, that, that's what that's all you can ask for for your defense, man. They they did a great job. We definitely needed them today because the running game couldn't get going. Shadour didn't have a bad game, but, you know, the passing game wasn't at its normal efficiency. So uh, the defense stepped up. Uh, we had, you know, we uh, lost the time of possession battle. Uh, they were on the field a lot more longer than we probably would need them to, but, man, they still found a way to get it done. And that's just a testament to uh, Coach Thurman and the, the depth of this defense and, and, uh, and us being able to count on them. You know, when you go on the road and you know hostile situations, uh, there are two things that travel with you, defense and the running game those are agree. The two things that travel. Uh running game was off, but the defense more than compensated for that. So uh hats off to that defense. I I have no qualms with them um this week. None at all.
1: I, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I mean uh kudos to all of those guys. One of the things that you that does jump out to you when you're watching this defense, they look like they're having fun together. And that's always a good thing. I mean now that like 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 Zoe predicted and you just mentioned Corey that now that we're starting to get some turnovers, I mean, five turnovers is insane. It'll almost make you, but you know what? The fact that we got five turnovers and a scoop, fumble, and score, and the game was still this close, it kind of yeah. speaks to what we just got finished talking about. The fact that the defense was this dominant and gave our offense that many opportunities, and we still was 13 minutes shy of time of possession, which stand on, on the defense. Uh, uh, kudos to Coach Thurman. They did a great job. I mean, to give up 19 points that really wasn't all on them, um, it's all good, man. We They, they got the job done week mm-hmm. in and week out. And one last thing, they say defense wins championships. So with a good quarterback and a great defense, I still think that we're the favorites to get to where we're trying to go but one week at a time.
2: Absolutely. Definitely still the favorites. Definitely still the favorites. Uh, shout out to Antoine Owens, led the team in tackles. He had nine tackles to go along with two sacks. He's been wow. so consistent all season. Yes, he he's really just – he's gotten it done. And uh, you talked about it. You said it, man. Defense wins championships. But, you know, when you have a, a defense and a quarterback like Shadur you know, you're, I like our chances. And Mike mentioned it earlier. He said he didn't have a good game and he didn't have a bad game. Uh, but it's, the thing about Shadour, when, when you look at the numbers, though, you know, 18 out of 31, that's still above 50%. Yeah. 257 yards passing. He had three touchdowns. Yeah. He had two interceptions, but that stat line in the SWAC, ask the other teams in the SWAC where they take that stat line from their quarterback week in and week out. And, oh, and we absolutely. consider that a subpar game for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah, that's just uh, a testament to the level at, at which he's been playing with. You know, we I think we've honestly forgotten that, that he's a true freshman. So uh, right. he's bound to have some games like this. And, uh, again, it's just that's just kind of our expectations. And you're looking at it, and it looks, you know, rather pedestrian. But then you look at the stat sheet, uh, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, Corey and I, we used to go to those uh, those Lanier games back in the day. you see Monte Ellis play. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. you'd be like, oh, Monte Ellis was kind of awesome. nice. then you look in the paper, and you had 41 points. You're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> A quiet 41.
1: <laughs> A quiet 41,
0: yeah. <laughs> 41, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that that's what I liken it to with, with Shador. I can't say that he necessarily had a bad game, but it just wasn't up to what he's given us uh, over the course of this season.
1: I think I think uh, you, you know he, he had a couple of interceptions, but mm-hmm. one interception wasn't had nothing to do with him. That's, that Corbin is true. Was, he just missed the ball, and and the, and the defender made a great play. Yeah, he, he I too, think he, sometimes sometimes when we're assessing these games, kind of on the backside. We 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 tend to pinpoint what we're not doing great in and, and, and like Corey mentioned at the beginning of the show, versus just giving kudos. I mean, the man made a phenomenal play. I mean, in most cases, that's an incomplete pass. Yeah. But when you go back to the point of what we just mentioned about Coach Prime not being there, um I don't I think Shador is start is growing up in front of our eyes. He is a true freshman. But he isn't we, I think we all agree to say. Maybe Shador is one of the one people that's probably missing Coach Prime more than anybody because they 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 do the walk before the game, they mm-hmm. do the hug, they walk down as as father and son and come back as coach and QB one, right? Yeah. But without without that voice, without that stability, without that same uh, without that without his father being there, I mean, finding some adversity. We know adversity builds character. Hey, man. It was a pedestrian day for him. It wasn't to his standard. I'm pretty sure he'd be the first to say that. But at the same time, to, to grind it out and to make enough plays to win, that's what you want to see. I mean, would we like to have seen Shador finish the season with one interception? Absolutely we would. But right no, now, not the kid realistic. is sitting at, not
3: yeah. He's,
1: yeah, he's sitting at 20 touchdowns passing and three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, a true freshman, I'll take that in any, any league that you play in, anywhere mm-hmm. across the country, I'll take that.
0: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. almost a 7-1 ratio. Yeah, and you, you make a great point there, Ken. Um, you know, uh, football players are creatures of habit, and Shadour had this weekly ritual with his, you know, head coach, you know, slash father, and mm-hmm. uh, now he doesn't have that today. He's in a new environment, and so he has to find a way to, you know, pull that out within himself, and uh, and he did that.
2: And you take away that as, as well. When I say that, the you know, the, the ritual, as you call it, with his dad – the comfortability mm-hmm. that they've uh, is kind of developed with that pregame ritual. And then you also take away his go-to receiver, the, his, his safety blanket, as I like to call him, Warren Newman, all in the yep. same week, which was last week and now for the second mm-hmm. consecutive week. So I think, you know, all things considered, and he's a true freshman, I think, I mean, he's, he's still putting up numbers that, again, any other swag team would, would love to have their quarterback produce. You know, I, I don't think there's much you can say. About Shadour, so you know he he did what he had to do. He got it done. We came out of there with the win. That ball that he threw to Wyman was a beauty. That touchdown, Well, all of them were were, were, were nice, but specifically <laughs> okay. that ball that <laughs> yeah. he that he threw to Wyman. Our, Wyman had a what forty-one yard touchdown reception.
0: Forty-one yards, mm-hmm. yeah. Travante yep.
2: Rucker seventy-four yards. Most of that was on was was on him. You know, he caught it and yeah, took yeah. It the he a
0: play. Yeah, mm-hmm. right.
1: Wide open, Josh Lanier. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, you know, in the end, I mean, he, like I said, he made the plays. But, again, the strategy for what I took from that game is that Valley wanted to ugly the game up. You don't want to play an ugly game versus Valley, man. That, that plays to that favor. I'm pretty sure, fam, you would say the same thing. But to just get away from Inavena with a win – Oh, man, I'll take it. Yeah. You. you can yeah, go lick right. your chops and, and hit
2: the reset button. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, so we'll see it up next year in Jacktown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, year, my goodness. Year, yeah. But like, you, you talk about ugly in the game up. Let's talk about some some other ugliness that we saw in the game from the Jackson ooh, State ooh. side. We missed two field goals, man, two field goals from 41 and 45. And I know we talked about we can make those in practice, but <laughs> we got to make them when the lights are on. I will say this because we got we gotta give props when they're due as well, man. The kickoffs though, they're going into the end zone, man. You know, yeah. the, the back it. of the end zone. And we had and zone yeah. said this at the beginning of, before the season started, man. When when was it have we ever had kickoffs going into the end zone, especially consistency? So definitely great job, on in. Uh, but yeah, the, the field goals, I mean, it's it's just not working for us. And also, we, we talked about it earlier. We we touched on it, but, but let's let's just hammer it home, man. It's running game, man. Like I said, 30 yards, 23 carries. We have some huge goals some lofty goals let's be real can we Mm. achieve those goals if this running game doesn't improve if we're one-dimensional as we've been
0: Uh, i might have my blinders on but i'm gonna say yes um i think that what we can do in the passing game and uh the, the the level of um the high level that we play on defense uh i think we can um will it be easy no but um, I think there are some ways that um, that we we can drop some um, some some screens and some and some short passes that can uh, sort of uh, complement the running game. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be an exception yeah. of the running game. So um, again, I think we can be creative enough. I think it's just a matter of us um, developing a level of consistency there. Uh, I, I think I think we can be an effective uh, rushing team. But again, if it doesn't, um, I think there are some ways that we can sort of. You know, manufacture a running game that can mm-hmm. kind of uh supplement us,
2: right?
1: I I agree. I just here's what I say: that handing the ball to the running back of the a gap needs to. Be, we need to scratch that. That's not happening right there. It's a wasted play. I don't care if it's first, second, third, fourth, and short, third and short. I, I, something is happening right there in, in 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 the center of the line. That's not we're not getting a push. We're not creating holes. It's a wasted play. Uh I hope we can correct it, Corey, but I mean, what you're seeing constantly over and over and over again the same results in Sanity, what they say. The definition is that they do the same thing over and over again, expecting Let's a get different the same result. And I think we're we're getting we're getting beat at the point of attack and getting dominated. And this is why I did not put Valley as as a blowout. We yeah. have struggled consistently from game one up into game number eight. With every team that has a decent defensive line, we have struggled with them. So the your question was, can we still accomplish our goals? Absolutely we can. We got three teams left in the in the in the rest for because Corey, Corey's question is, can we accomplish our goals? Our goal is a celebration bowl this season. It's celebration the bust for us with right. this team. So we got Texas Southern, who just who just throttled Arkansas Pine Bluff and got a quarterback that can put the ball in the air and he can also run the ball. They have a, a very agile defensive line. Texas Southern does. It. I don't look at their record, but they they're starting to get it together now. They, they 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 beat Southern. They just like I said, they just beat UAPB. But when you get to these last two games, both of these teams have actually decent Southern has a really good defensive line. Oh yeah. Uh Alcorn has a good defensive line. Prairie View has a really good defensive line. So in order to get to where we're trying to go, we don't know if we're going to be playing Prairie View or Alcorn or going home. We don't know. We still got to win out and, and, and get our goals. To, we have to accomplish our goals. But this that we're talking about, it has to be corrected. I'm not going to sit on here with my blue glasses on and pretend like this does, This can't be, This. This. we can just look the way we look today and go to a celebration bowl. That's not going to happen. We have to have some form of a running game because when we run the ball, we're taking the pressure off of Shador. And when Shador doesn't have pressure, he actually plays better. When you just put it in his hand and say, hey, here could be one, go make something happen, we look more like what we look today. And and that that we we, we need to help him. He's still a freshman. We need to give him some form of a running game. And I don't know how we do that, but that's what the coaches are, are here for. And I, be, I believe in the staff to fix it, even though we haven't seen it. I think today was the day that where it looked so bad today. They're probably yeah. saying the same thing we're saying.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you said it. I believe, man. We've been believing in this staff. We've been believing in this team it's since September 21st. So we're going to keep believing now. And why mm-hmm. wouldn't we believe? Look at our record. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Seven and one baby. Look, look at where we're sitting. You know, Jack stay fans, yeah, man. Yeah. We're gonna always we're gonna find something to complain about, man. we were one and seven or seven to one, we would be complaining. <laughs> we have a yeah. pathway to the sweat Championship game in a celebration and we we're talking like we just lost. Man, <laughs> hey, do, hey man. So, Corey, yeah. Corey,
1: Corey, somebody hit me up and say, What you think about the game? I said we won. We seventy-one. Go tigers. That's all I said. <laughs> Hey man, yeah, this is hey, the hey, first hey. winter season we've had since and, 2013, man. And, and,
2: and look how <laughs> appreciative we are. <laughs> oh my!
1: Oh, I'm appreciative, we, we, but we we yeah. are we unpacking it though. That's what we do on Tiger Talk with the 14, honey. We're gonna unpack that thing.
2: But okay, we happy though. <laughs> we, we keep it real. We keep it real. Coach Prime <laughs> knows that, and he appreciates it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. How you doing, baby? This is Coach Prime. First and foremost, I do not know why I introduce myself because just by my voice alone, you know who I am. I want you to tune into Tiger Talk. We keep it 100, baby. The I love JSU. Let's go.
2: All right, fellas. Well, uh, the series, uh, the all time series with Valley is 61 7 and 2 in our favor. Mm. So that's just what we do against Valley, we shake them devils off. <laughs> <laughs> And that'll do it for episode 201 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I believe. Hashtag hack the bet. Hashtag the I love. Hashtag get well coach prime.